0: hello everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of the top 10 i am john roca
1: and i am Matt nost we're here to bring you another movie discussion this week and we're Um, tackling bounty hunter movies
0: (laughs) for the uh, suggestion for what's a film we're doing it for dead for a dollar dead for a dollar is it a Um, western you think yeah it's a
1: it's a western-ish okay uh as far as i know i just uh, clicked on the link and we read the description and that's yeah. as best as i've gotten written down in my notes <laughs> and uh, apologies for my audio issues last week oh yeah i believe yeah. everything is
0: fine this week so much better this week yes. thank you yes. thank you interesting uh, this one has uh, this one's from walter hill uh 48 hours guy mm-hmm. um and it's got a good with- cast but yeah rachel brosnahan willem defoe christoph waltz Shit, I didn't get a screening for this. Maybe I'll check this out. Hamish Letter, Benjamin Brad. Holy crap. All right. All right. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'll figure out how to watch this thing. But, yeah, Bounty Hunter films, great choice, Matt. A lot of, lot of films to choose from. But, you know, before we get into it, we got to have discussion about Ime Adoka. Come on, man. The Celtics coach suspended for a year is that official is what no it's what they're saying is what the rumor is saying is suspended for having consensual affair uh with an employee for the celtics this seems like crazy to punish this guy for a year or for a majority of the season simply because he had a consensual affair if they're both adults I don't see what the problem is other than cheating on Nia Long, which is a real fucking problem, but I don't see what the problem actually is, Matt. Uh, you yeah.
1: What you're saying no. is it's a private matter versus a public yes. team matter. Right. Uh, per- perhaps it's a legal issue of consorting with a uh, female employee. Maybe yeah. she's an underling and there's a power dynamic oh, aspect maybe. to this. Yeah, that yeah, The Celtics yeah. are trying to say, Hey, you can't fucking do that, man. Uh yeah I don't I don't know it's it's a it's a strange story that we have very little details about right now Yeah and considering other players and coaches have had greater transgressions Oh yeah that he's potentially for what right now just sounds like an affair Yeah I don't I don't know the details are so scant and bit, uh, initially it initially was just exceedingly vague Yeah for the first like 6 hours so yeah, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. It's it's a weird story. It is that after that, and then Doc supposedly getting hacked on Twitter. Oh yeah, what happened with that? I didn't even see that. What happened with that? Uh well, according yeah. to Doc and the Sixers, yeah, he got hacked on Twitter, <laughs> but he uh everybody else is speculating. Is that the case? Is not that that not the case because there was a bunch of liked porn tweets. Oh no, yeah, of all kinds of, of predilections. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which, hey man, if that's what you're into, I don't give a shit. I mean,
0: sure, it's your it's it's your freedom to do as you see fit. In terms yeah, of liking something, yeah, of course.
1: But the blow up on Twitter was like, I don't know if Doc knows that his likes are public. <laughs> and then people started screen capping what he liked, and you're like, mm, this is interesting. <laughs> and then it came out, I was hacked. And the Sixers were working yeah. with Twitter to get this all you know situated, and be like, I don't, I don't know what's true in this situation. It makes that's, for a good story. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Madness. Madness. Uh, I hate that it's happening to two black coaches, but at the same time, like I like that we have so many black coaches in the NBA that this is like just, uh, you know, kind of happening now because uh, certainly white coaches have gotten into situations uh, themselves for stuff. And so, sure, you know, it's good to see a little bit of equality in some roundabout indirect way here uh, because Doc, I'm sure, is not going to be like, oh,
1: no, no, he's saying, fine. Dude,
0: yeah, I mean, liking something is, you know, you might have to explain it to your church, but that's pretty much it.
1: Yeah, to, your, um, to various individuals, but it's yeah. not grounds mm-hmm. for termination.
0: The emo doga thing is a little more, obviously, a little more nuanced because, yeah, what level is this person at? As you said, like, is it a person that is in the coaching staff or in the training staff, which would put him directly under, her, directly under Ime, or is it someone in the, in the uh, corporate offices or in the, you know, team offices. I think that's a different, different thing. So, um, but yeah, it's weird. I mean, I'm sure there've been coaches having affairs, white Uh coaches or any coach having an affair with their, with their staff, maybe even gay affairs, I'm sure. So it just seems odd to me. Just seems
1: Uh, Phil Jackson was sleeping with Jeannie bus.
0: And this is the owner of the, or, uh, well, executive on the team. Technically he's lower level being the coach so yeah, yeah I, point.
1: so the there are no details so it's kind of right, hard right. to right figure out yeah what exactly how i should view this as of right now yeah so it, it just seems very much like a great story for online because anybody can run with anything any oh, narrative yeah. they like um yeah but you know sucks for sucks for the seas what
0: are you gonna do Oh, i know, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, all right, so we'll see what happens, man. Um, how are you so, doing otherwise? Okay, go ahead. What, what's up? General general thoughts on Andor. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Top to bottom. Really great show. Best Star Wars. I, I tweeted that. Best Star Wars show since Disney bought the, the property. And in fact, I would say best Star Wars anything since Disney prop, bought the property. Now, I've only seen four episodes, but already I would put those four episodes in a clump over any four episodes of the mandalorian that were in a row so to me that qualifies it as the best uh uh, piece of uh, star wars to have come out yet since disney acquired the the rights and the property so that yeah what what about you did you get a chance to watch the three episodes
1: well yeah as a as a pleb i only got three episodes And that three episode arc was it seemed,
0: fantastic. Seems a little bit of derision towards me. No, no,
1: no, no. Just you, you let us know. I got to see four. You little well, peasants I, yeah. in your bread line, waiting for your monthly ration of meat. Well, I mean, watching it, I was like, that—that that is a amazing three episode arc. Yeah, right. The it's people so- that are like, oh, this is so slow, and be like, I, g- give it time to build. Right. It's obviously. Going somewhere. Yeah. 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 And uh boy, the the capper on that three episodes is like, what a great start. This sucks that there's yeah. only 10. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you've already created an entire world where I don't have to see force sensitive people. Right. And it feels lived in, real, genuine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these oppressed people. Where does a rebellion start? And it's right. just the everyday person. Uh Plus, it was nice to see, you know, uh, the dude from Chernobyl. I I appreciated seeing him again.
0: I had forgotten about him. I've got to rewatch that show now that I've seen all these British actors come out of that or or were maybe introduced in that. I forgot, and he was in the Batman as well. He's one of my yeah. favorites right now. Just the way he's conducting what, uh, himself. Is perfect. The dude in the no, the dude in the they're both in Chernobyl. Oh oh, the, who are you? Th- who are you meant referencing? Um. So well, the, about the cop, the the, the sergeant. Yeah, the sergeant. Zero. Yeah, yeah. That's what, what is I'm he talking. in the Batman? He's he's um. Oh God, he's one of the he's the uh, he's one of the detectives who said who gets to say the f word in the Batman, and I can't remember which one he is.
1: Because there's another dude that's <laughs> from Chernobyl, and he's also from like Uncle uh, British comedy uh, sitcom.
0: Yeah, right. That guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. guy. I
1: can't. Oh, wow, I can't remember Chernobyl and yeah Batman. Oh yeah, the- yeah, 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 no, he's like uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright's boss, isn't he?
0: Yeah, right, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think so, so. Yeah. Anyway, he's the one that comes in when the first crime scene, and it's like, what is he? I believe right. doing he like yeah. holds the press conference.
0: That's right, that's him. That's right. He's like, you better get it all together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right
1: yeah he's got a very then the other guy is the one that likes in the interrogation when jeffrey wright is like punch me he's yeah the one that pulls all the other cops back and he's like we'll give you a second
0: we'll give you a second to talk yeah that dude's again.
1: voice i love that dude uh he's great if you've he's ever in, seen um, uncle out there it's it's yeah. it's a good show
0: yeah uncle is a great show that was one of lindley's favorites she got me into that it's so good and he's and brett goldstein was on that show as the boyfriend mm-hmm. as the boyfriend so you guys got to watch that one but um, yeah, he's gonna. He's in apparently our flag means death, which I'm. I'm yeah, finally circling around to watch. Um, I've enjoyed. I enjoyed the first episode, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be tearing through that one.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I, I recommend it. I think it builds the mm. characters. They grow on you. I initially yeah. the first couple of episodes I was like I, I, I don't know, but there's a lot of talent behind this, yeah, so you yeah. assume that eventually it's gonna you know find its groove. It'll continue yeah i think it definitely does by the end of the season
0: yeah yeah, uh, yeah. gotta watch it gotta get on it for sure um anything more you want to say in andor before we get started with the show no no okay all right we both recommend it. it's got the ta- top 10 seal of approval at least the first three episodes yeah it's the
1: best tv show through three episodes so far but we'll see how this bird lands
0: <laughs> yeah we'll see i mean it's yeah. got 12 to go or or nine to go so and next week's is great. And it's the longest one of the f- of the first four episodes. So we're getting into the meat of stuff of what's gonna happen. So it's gonna be fun. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the show here, Matt. Uh, how does the show work?
1: Uh, once we set a topic, we go our individual ways, create personal top ten lists, show back up here. I do my bottom three, he does his bottom three, I do my next two, he does his next two, then we trade one of Pete's. Once we have revealed our personal top ten lists, we create the shows between the two of us.
0: Oh my, all right. What do you got? My man at number 10 or tell us how you came up with all this uh so
1: it 10 i have i don't know if it qualifies if it doesn't i have one that does okay and if it does qualify it's number three on my list
0: wow so then there'll be a number another number 10 on your list uh
1: yeah okay i'm just bumping everything down go ahead three amigos Because they offer them money to come down to deal with El Guapo. And then at the end of the movie, they try and give them the money. And they said, you know, our only payment is seeing justice served or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) But they are offered a bounty to come down and deal with El Guapo. But it's never called a bounty. And they're not bounty hunters. Right. But technically, they are coming down because they think it's an acting gig.
0: I mean, again, I'm not going to say no to your list. If you feel... Well, oh, that's that's one that should be on the list. Given man. that explanation, yes, I'm fine. Do
1: you feel like it meets the criteria? Yes, I think it does. And I'm okay. Fine. Well, yeah, then, yeah. Feel spoiler free. alert. <laughs> that is now my number three. Okay. So my number ten then is yeah. the rundown.
0: Okay, where's that on my? That's my number nine. All right, cool. Yeah, the
1: early rock I think could be in the running for my favorite rock movie.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, so which good. is sad because what was this 12 years ago 15 years ago
0: yeah 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 and uh guy keeps working he's just the rock right you know he was still building
1: well it was what post scorpion king yes but first i wonder if this was his first dwayne johnson or one of the first dwayne johnson's
0: i guess maybe that's a good point yeah maybe it was
1: yeah because the wwe owns the rock hence Shifting over and going by your regular name. That way you don't have to give a percentage of every dollar that you make. Yeah. To the WWE. Right. Although John Cena is staying with, I'm going to be John Cena and you can take a percentage of my money. (laughs) Which I understand. You know, I understand both rationales. Cena's is like, you know what? I wouldn't be here without them. There would be no John Cena. Oh, of course. I'm perfectly fine with them taking a percentage and the rock is like, listen, I'm a fucking star. You know it, I know it, and uh, I'm going to be Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, you know, he plays a bounty hunter that has to go down and – God, I always screw up his name. Sean William Scott? Yes, Sean William Scott. Is this – the derelict offspring of – I think it's Chris Walken. Yes. And Chris Walken's like, listen – because Dwayne Johnson wants out. I'm done. And he's like, do this one last job for me. Yeah. Go track down my son. He's in South America. <laughs> and he has to go down there and get him. And they have a tremendous rapport between the two of them.
0: Yes, yes.
1: It's back when I thought he uh, Sean William Scott was going to be a star. Yeah. Like, I, I, I saw Bulletproof Monk in the theater. Because I had firm belief that this dude oh, has got something. Yeah, no, it's not a good movie. Stifler, stiffler
0: has yeah. got something.
1: He does. Of the American Pie cast, I figured he was the breakout of all those people. Okay. For a short while, it was Tara Reed. Yeah. And oh, uh, uh, that's the main's uh, name.
0: Oh, and Griffith, that guy.
1: Oh no, N- no, no, no. Oh, um, Jason. So the Jason Bateman said they went on to do, like Saving Silverman and
0: yeah, he's got a show um, now. A sitcom that he does, so yeah. And the other guy was on Scorpion for a while. The dude who slept with Stiff or his mom. Okay, but it's but Klein kind of disappeared, so to speak, right? I mean, you haven't seen him in much, I don't think. No, he got a shot,
1: and yeah. I think we all agreed, you're not really a leading man.
0: All of us just kind of said,
1: yeah. He, he didn't have the charisma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, his. I think his best project outside of this would probably be Election.
0: Yeah, that's right, which is where he was – I mean, he was spotted as an extra, and then they cast him in Election off of that, uh, and then, boom, into um, – no, he was right. an extra in American Pie, I think, and then they cast him off of that, and then into Election after that. So, yeah, I think okay. that's how it worked
1: for Chris. Interesting. Yeah, I'm fairly certain Election came after.
0: Yeah, I think it was released after. Yeah. 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 But it's the same James year. Goes. They're both the same year, 99, which is crazy. Wow, really? Yeah, both same year. I'm looking at it right now on IMDb. Uh, oh, uh, I for- oh, shit, I forgot. He was the lead in Rollerball, right? They tried to
1: make Yeah, the James Caan remake. Yeah,
0: fuck. Yeah, well, they tried. Know,
1: that was him and LL Cool J, was it not?
0: Yes, LL.
1: I don't remember anything else about it. just love
0: it. Cool James, man.
1: That's right. <laughs> Pink cookies in a plastic bag.
0: <laughs> and who was the girl was it uh oh I, rebecca romaine she
1: never saw it i don't remember yeah. i just remember the the poster and on uh, snippets of the trailer I and how was, ridiculous it looked
0: i would fail in schmo if to remember that movie because i only remember chris klein in it nobody else
1: yeah him and ll the only two i remember the fact that rebecca romaine is in it news to me
0: this will break your heart it was from the director of hunt for red october so
1: uh is that mcderon yeah here. Uh, listen, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you know, so. they but can't that, all be gems.
0: No, you're right. But that being said, I mean, he is working consistently now. He's on this, that sweet Magnolia show that's been on for two seasons. So, hey, shout out to you, guy. Just, you know, kind of making it work when you're pretty. Uh You can make it work. You can make it work. Um, But yeah. All right. There we go. Yeah, That was on your ten.
1: Uh, that was my 10. Okay. Uh, my number nine now is the remake of True Grit. Uh,
0: True Grit. Okay. Yes. Uh, that is my number. Oh, that's a punt. That's a punt. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, there's a lot of Westerns.
0: Yeah. I had to I put a lot of Westerns on here. So I apologize ahead of time. But those are the ones that fit the criteria, and those are the ones I liked. You know, bounty hunting is a theme. <clears throat> yeah, a lot in Westerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so my eight is The Hateful Eight.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a, that was a, a cut. So, please, it was the last, last cut. So, go ahead, man.
1: Uh, fair enough. Um, so, I've said on the show before, I think the movie's three hours long. I think if you cut the first 45 minutes. Yeah. I am 1000% on, board. it's just the slow roll of everybody showing up to the cabin yeah. where I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go. And that door keeps swinging open and they have to rope it shut and yeah, all the snow and the people trudging in and whatnot. But once they get all into the cabin itself, it's absolutely magic. And you have numerous bounty hunters in this. Kurt Russell's a bounty hunter. Uh, Sam Jackson is a bounty hunter. Right. Um, and it's all revolving around this one central gang uh, that's kind of a pest to everybody involved, it seems like. They right, touch right. their lives in one way or another. But because of the snowstorm outside, they're all trapped in this small cabin together. And as the tensions mount, things right. you know bubble over. And to see the slow, gradual uh, uh, shift in dynamics and where the action and violence comes from is masterful. Uh, And just some amazing performances by another, you know, incredible Tarantino cast Yeah, with some, I mean, visuals that have stuck with me, like Sam Jackson telling Bruce Dern that story when they're sitting in front of the fire and Bruce Dern is just an old man uh, longing for the the loss of his son. And Sam Jackson is the one that took him out, but he gives him the story and Dern just the disdain, disgust, And venom yeah in his entire being is palpable. Uh but that description from Sam Jackson and the cut to the shots uh of Sam Jackson and Bruce Dern's son, I can't forget that.
0: No, 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 no. Uh
1: but it's just got so many great performances from a number of actors. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. It's just that it for me it falls apart in the back half of the movie. So i couldn't put it on my list Uh, that's
1: where i think it's the better i don't like that first 45
0: oh really oh i love the first 45 wow okay
1: let's fucking get to it (laughs) just somebody shows up and then the door swings open and they got to slam it shut and now we have this a little bit of introductory dialogue and this goes on for 10 minutes and then now new characters introduced and that goes on for five minutes and it's just like fuck it, let's go uh But at the same time, you know, it's one person's opinion. So who the hell am I?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, it's your, it's what you want, what you want to see. If it worked for you, it worked for you, and if it didn't, it didn't. For me, it did, and for you, it didn't. And um, as soon as Chris um, or Channing Tatum shows up, I'm out. Like I just start to go, like, what's the point of this? And blah blah blah, man. So yeah, it was it was ridiculous when he came in. I'm like, oh damn it, because it was such a great buildup, and she was such a badass. That I don't think Tatum matches her badassery in any way, shape, or form, Jennifer Jason Lee. I mean, and so for me, it just becomes like, ugh, you know? So it doesn't quite 100% work. I, I see what but, you're saying. But you're right about, but the cast is incredible. And those, like, exchanges and the back and forth with all the cast work really, really well. Mm-hmm. You know? So
1: Yeah, yeah. Tim Roth, so seeds a doubt. Walter Goggins with, if you didn't know Walter Goggins, well, this is a great introduction to him. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, totally, totally.
1: Yeah. outside of justified i don't know if people knew him from much of anything
0: yeah yeah
1: uh but yeah all right yeah. so that's my number eight
0: okay all right my number 10 only because the bounty hunter is not a bigger part of the movie the movie itself is fantastic and would be higher up on my list but because the bounty hunter only comes in for maybe 15 minutes of the movie i put raising arizona at my number 10
1: that's called a punt
0: okay fair enough uh, you know, my nine was the rundown, and my eight. um, and this might offend some people, but again, small part of the movie, *Empire Strikes Back*.
1: I, it, it Fett, wasn't,
0: yeah, that's true. You know, it puts him in uh, in the uh, carbonite. So it's a distinctive part of the back half of the movie. So, but again, not a not a you know number one part, which is why I didn't put it higher up on my list, but. That's why it qualifies for me. So it's not on your list, is what you're saying.
1: No, it just because basically he just stands there, and then we see the shot of him loading Han. And that's that's Boba's contribution to the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So just like, uh, whereas in Raising, he's a pivotal part of the entire third act. Yeah, yeah. He is the third act. Right, right. So... I am more willing to say, because there's interactions and he is a lot, there's, you know, tons of shots and he's talking and, and you know, whereas Boba just like, yeah, there's a shot of him from behind loading Han and him quietly standing there with the other bounty hunters. When yeah. Vader's like, we got to get this son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got to <laughs> get this son of a bitch.
1: He's look, the best bounty hunter. He's just not given a lot to do in my opinion, in that one.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, as George said, had I known Boba was going to be so, Amazing! I wouldn't have killed him off, <laughs> so, unglamorously. In the next film, might have actually given him something.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's that he's a presence, and he has the interaction with Vader, and certainly, you know, the whole reason he gets put in the carbonite is to be taken by Boba and turned in, and and you know, he says no good to me, you know, dead. So it's just kind of this um approach and it's there so it's hanging over the air the whole time so he, yeah he does not say much but he's it's hanging over the air and of course it carries into the beginning of return of the jedi with a terrible ending for him but that whole situation there in empire strikes back is really cool and so to me that um it has an influence in the movie it has an influence because it affects one of the main characters of the franchise uh and i thought it was uh, fantastic so for me i love that movie i love that i love boba fett which is why i was so excited that they were bringing back um, him in the in the series. Uh, did it 100 work for me? No, but I was glad to see that per, uh, him back. Percentage
1: and, wise, what would you say it worked for you? I'm like at five percent,
0: ten percent. No, I think I think the initial stuff that was laid out in the first few episodes, I was really on board with. And then they started making some curious decisions um, and using certain things for effect rather than honoring them like the whole idea of the tuscans and then not having um not even going back to the fact that the tuscans were all wiped out and what that means they essentially used the tuscans as a native american vehicle to motivate the lead to seek revenge and so we didn't have as much time and we didn't see them fight back we didn't see we just they're just wiped out and we didn't see him them come back in some way in the rest of the show other than some motive part of the motivation for him to do what he did also the two jabbas showing up the two kid jabbas whatever i mean it was just like well, what was the point of this so there was just a number of these things and um, i didn't find the finale quite as cool as everybody else plus that mod squad racer bike brutal really didn't work for me at all so yeah you can defend it all you want with american graffiti and george lucas and homages and i respect that it just didn't work for me at all
1: All right, so that was your what?
0: That was my number eight. So what's your seven?
1: So my seven is uh, for a few dollars more.
0: Ooh, uh, that's not on my list. Another one is, but that one isn't.
1: Oh, did you go with the next one?
0: Uh, Yeah, I went with the last one.
1: <clears throat> I couldn't... Hmm. Yeah. you call that one a bounty
0: hunter movie? Oh yeah, cuz i mean they're doing they're essentially playing around with the bounty stuff the whole time. And the money and all of that, so to me it qualifies. But again, it's our separate lists, you
1: know. Okay. So. I yeah, i disqualify cuz like yeah, they're, they're, it's a treasure hunt.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um whereas this one, you know, Clint Eastwood shows up and because he's a bounty hunter in search yeah. of this criminal who's escaped from prison, killed yeah damn near everybody and then see someone else show up as there for the same reason, but it's not motivated by cash. And yeah. uh, they'd to team up and be like, we got to take this son of a bitch down. <laughs> so because of that, given his motivations for being there, it's, it's for I'm here for the money for no other reason than to get paid for your head. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought about yours. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am, I cannot wait for, uh, your thought process.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, on that one. Uh, but this one was clearly for me, like he's showing up to deal with a bad dude. Yeah. Strictly because there's a price on that guy's head. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you know, he, then he's got to ingratiate himself and try and uh get the guy to come to trust him only to turn around and and double cross him ultimately and Mm -hmm. take him down um but it's a you know it's part of a incredible western trilogy that if you haven't seen go see it john's got another one of them that sounds like the the capper uh numero trace of this man with no name trilogy um but yeah, I would say for a few dollars more, it's a solid bounty hunter uh, movie, and it made my list at number seven. Okay,
0: all right, good stuff. I like that one too. It's a, it's it's a good one because it's the it's Lee Van Cleef not being a villain. He's uh, you know he listens to the music, and it's about his sister. So there's more, and it's one that's the most criminally overlooked in the trilogy because that no one people don't bring up the Man with No Name trilogy enough when they talk about the great trilogies essentially because p- it, people sense that it's a different character. even t- Every film, even though it's the man with no name and some of these actors come back to play different parts in the in the trilogy. But um, but it is a trilogy and it is billed as a trilogy. And so the three of them are so good. And for a few dollars more, um, I like that one for the. Um, you, it's, I think it's, he talks the most in that movie of the three. Mm-hmm. And then what happens with him and, um, and Lee Van Cleef, you know, and, all, and Lee Van Cleef essentially becomes almost like the pseudo hero of the piece. And he becomes almost like the Mad Max to Lee Van Cleef's Imperator Furiosa. Right. I mean, she, she essentially kind of takes over that film. His journey and his stuff with his sister kind of takes over the narrative of that film and how Eastwood is helping him do that.
1: Well, it's a pure motivation as right. opposed to just being there for money. He's there exactly. for yeah. You know, retribution. Yeah right and revenge
0: right yeah
1: and I, I don't think it much like the cornetto trilogy and whatnot when you change the characters and the story through lines I yeah don't think people view it in the same light yeah yeah, yeah. so there you go we're at uh, number six you're six right yes what do you
0: got which is django unchained oh that's a punt slight punt but it's a punt okay fair enough so my number seven is thor ragnarok Okay. Because of Valkyrie. Oh,
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, she's a bounty hunter. She catches Thor. Yeah, she catches Thor. Hundred percent. Yeah, didn't yes. even think of it. And clearly, she's been a bounty hunter for quite some time on Sakar. So, to me, that kind of qualifies because it's not a random, just one one thing. It's actual, which is why the proposition didn't make my list. That's a separate. That's just one mission because of his brother, whereas this is something where she's been a um, a bounty hunter the whole time, or not the whole time, but since she left um, the king, Asgard. So, Asgard. Yeah, and so the way she, and she has her tools, plus she's funny, she's interesting, you know, all these things that are going on with her, so I, I think it's great, you know.
1: Yeah, I didn't even remotely think of it. I like, think it's an excellent uh, choice. Yeah. Because she full-on is, like, when she's got that shocking collar and whatnot not yeah. to subdue yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, her bounties and then right. take them to the grandmaster uh, for his approval. And then, you know, he even has the back and forth. Oh, you bring me the best stuff, thereby implying she's yeah. built up a relationship and rapport with him over the past, who knows how long, but it seems like it's been quite a while. Yeah. So much so that his underlings don't like her because she curries so much favor with him. Yeah. And they're that one is resentful uh, of her for that fact. Yeah, it's a a great choice. That probably should make my list. Let me see. So I don't. Do I want to? I mean, we're bumping down. So that means the rundown is getting bumped off. Oh, no. I don't know. I'll figure out my placement while we move on. But I think that's a worthy addition to the list and one that uh, I am remiss for not having included.
0: No worries. No worries. I love that film and love her role in it. And again, a little bit lower because obviously she comes in a little bit later on in the movie. And although she's an essential part of the movie, her bounty hunting isn't a, isn't a big part of the movie. But it's enough of the part of the movie that it it to, for to, to make my list, you know. So, um, and clearly she carries on in the MC all the way up to the recent Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, so my number six um, is Midnight Run, which I'm sure is a punt. <sighs>
1: it is most definitely a punt well i mean what are we doing here
0: i mean it's just not you know i don't gravitate to the film the way I, you do so i gotta put it where i honestly on my list what number it's at you know?
1: uh and just for i put thor at seven
0: okay so we'll so it's, it it matches where i'm at with it
1: yeah uh bumping everything down so then the rundown did it got taken off unfortunately for okay. the rundown
0: r.i.p rundown
1: yeah all right R. I. <laughs> r.i.p um All right, so Punt on Midnight Run. So there are our bottom fives. Yeah. And we will take a quick break, hear this word from our sponsor, and then jump into our top fives right after this. All right, there we are. And my number five, then, is
0: No Country for Old Men. Ooh, I did. I did, Yeah, I guess that's a good. I didn't put it on my list because he's more of a hitman in my mind. But no, I mean, I guess he's collecting bounties and he's very. Principled. He's a mercenary. Yeah, he's a mercenary. Yeah, yeah.
1: So they're like, this is what this. You're, yeah, yeah hitman, bounty hunter. If you want to say, yeah,
0: like, vacillating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think but, in a yeah. modern age, mm hmm. He is the equivalent of a bounty hunter.
0: Great point. We yeah. still
1: have like dog the bounty hunter, but I'm saying on this side of it, yeah, you'd hire hitman. Yeah, but the, in the Pinkerton era, you just call this person a bounty hunter because it was wanted dead or alive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So is that people calling you? Telling yeah,
0: you? but I'm letting it go. Let's keep going. We got to We got to record this. So, uh, thank you guys for pushing up with this nonsense. I apologize to everybody in here Charles Clark, Michael D. Dyke, Josh Sachs, James Petty. Um, you know, thank you very much for uh dealing with this nonsense. So, and for everybody listening later, I apologize, you have to deal with this shit as it's happening, but anyway, let's keep going. Um, yeah,
1: so Antosh Agur and then technically Woody Harrelson as well, yeah, are both in it for the bounty and uh, you know, a wanted dead or alive type of situation, yeah, 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 which they don't give a shit, they're just there. To recapture the money, the money is the bounty.
0: And he's a man of principle. He does not, like, when she tries to negotiate her way out of the situation, he's like, no, I got to kill you. This is the way it works. I've got a bounty to collect. You're on the bounty list now. I got to handle this situation.
1: So cold and matter-of-factly.
0: <laughs> Do you think the
1: hair was his choice or the Cohen's? Oh, I think it totally was his choice.
0: You think so? I've, I think
1: oh. it's got to be the Cohens. He's an on.
0: actor. I think. I think getting into a. I mean, look all the different hairstyles he wears in all the different movies. I mean, that whole blonde thing in in um
1: in James Bond, uh, Skyfall. S-
0: Skyfall, right? The yeah. whole blonde thing in Skyfall. That's a whole separate look. So,
1: but you don't think that was Mendez saying we're thinking blonde for this?
0: <laughs> I don't know. To be honest with you, because. Uh, Actors have very strange ideas. I mean, we we talked we've talked about rounders before how Malkovich was like, uh this is the angst that I'm going with, deal with it, you know. And so I think some people I've heard actors talk about how like I wanted to look a certain way, I want it to, to feel a certain way, or whatever. And so um that was what you get here with uh, with uh, Anton Chigurh. So maybe maybe it was the Coens, but maybe it was because it's so uniquely different. And I don't know that the Coens are known for well, like doing- I mean- Hairstyles.
1: Uh I mean dapper Dan. I know like uh, uh Lebowski mm. Jeff Bridges is on record saying th- what he brought to the character were the jellies that he wears, those <laughs> are his actual shoes, thereby implying well, the Coens chose everything else. Right, 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 right. Um, and I'm assuming like John Goodman's character, and like, oh, we're gonna do these types of shades, those yeah, yeah, little yeah. tinted uh, uh shooting range glasses that's what i think of every time i see it what not in the vest and the cargo shorts and everything else uh so i just kind of assume but maybe yeah it's just a hell of a choice i mean it is distinctive as can be yeah yeah oh here's an andor thought okay um so in episode uh three they finally have a side like a couple long side profile shots of the lieutenant i guess he is he's an yeah. officer we don't yeah, know yeah, what he yeah. is yeah and i cannot shake for the life of me have you ever seen heavy metal the, the animated. animated one yeah Ooh. so there's you know there's a bunch of vignettes in that yeah. And yeah there's the court scene one and the witness that eventually grows 10 times in size he looks like the witness
0: oh interesting
1: Cause they show him from the side and he's got yeah, a yeah. pointed chin and he's got this nose with a slight bulb on the end of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. from the side, I'm like, Oh my God, I could not, they kept flashing to it too. Cause it was looking out that door. Yeah. Spoilers. Right. Right. I don't think that's really a spoiler. He's looking out a door, <laughs> but uh, it is a side profile shot. And they just kept showing us like, I cannot shake this heavy metal fucking comparison uh, in my head. Yeah. You can use that on the live stream tonight. Please, you so want, let's put it together. Let's people aren't going to hear it. You want to put together a package for it? I can attack the people attacking you and then come at me and <laughs> I just won't ever respond. Not a problem. Just compile a list. <laughs> and I will come out in the opposite stance. I don't think anybody not white should be <laughs> reviewing or starring in anything remotely to do with any property ever.
0: Signed, David Duke. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is a comedy show before someone clips this out and makes a big deal. Oh, go ahead. Clip it and throw it back. Yeah, you fine. say that. It's not going to affect you. They'll come after me because you're barely on uh, social media. They'll come after me. So, but I just have to clarify that, you know. Um, but yes, I, I think that would be funny as shit. Um, yeah, I did. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Let's, let's, uh, you know, wasting time talking about it. All right. So, my number five then is the punt from earlier true grit. The remake. Sure. You mentioned Jeff, you just mentioned uh Jeff Jeff Bridges Bridges. so good. Here's Rooster Cockburn, got himself the Oscar for it. Haley Stanfeld, so good. But you know, the bounty and with Labouf or labeef are such it's such a big deal getting Tom Chambers. Is that his name? Tom Chambers. Getting him, and so it becomes a prevalent part of the movie, and it's such a fantastic movie.
1: Oh, who they're going after.
0: Yeah, isn't it Tom Chambers, or what is it, Tom?
1: Shit, I don't know, I remember LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. And then I just remember the actors. I can't remember the characters' names.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's Tom Chambers, because she says it like 100 times in the movie. Tom Chambers, Tom Chambers. Uh, Tom Chaney, sorry, Tom Chaney, Tom Chaney. Close. It's very close, very close. But yeah, that becomes a prevalent part of the movie, obviously, and it's what drives and motivates everything that happens, all the way up to the end. You know? So it's it's pretty cool. Sorry about that. It's pretty cool. So I'm gonna turn my phone off so I don't get any more calls. But yeah, so there it is on on my. Why do you have it lower on you? Is it just that It's not a bit. It's not enough of the film, or is it? There's a ton enough? of
1: westerns on my oh, list, fair. and I was like, okay, well, I'm trying to figure out where I can squeeze in all these fucking westerns, and then it just became a what have i seen the most although you could make a case i've seen it just as many times yeah as hateful Eight, Oh but yeah. i have them i have yeah. them right next to each other on my list oh fair enough so uh well, yeah difficult. i think they're yeah. movies of equal merit just for different reasons
0: yeah yeah well they're different uh, stories the bounty hunters are part of them but they're different stories so
1: yeah the true grit's more of a traditional yes bounty hunter-esque tale she shows up and says i want to get this guy because basically like the local sheriff it's like nah i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna do that trouble
0: for one dude yeah
1: yeah it's just this is a wide expanse of land you want me to go off on a huge manhunt after one guy yeah not gonna happen and so he gives her some names and then she finds rooster and he's like well he seems like a cunt (laughs) and just the type of person i want to hire for this Said yeah. She she was correct. Yeah. And sure. then uh, you know, Matt Damon shows up and he's on the hunt for the same chambers. Yeah. Uh or no, no, it's Cheney.
0: Uh Chaney, yeah, Tom Cheney. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um for different reasons. So much so that they ditch her at one yeah. point and they're just like, Wow, well, we're gonna get paid one way or the other, but they're off bounty hunting. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no specific reason. I don't think any lesser of the movie. This is actually there are quite a few westerns, but the movies up against one another in on this list are all fantastic.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh in varying degrees. Yeah. So it's kind of like a yeah, that might be a ten in my list, but this is not the usual week where not the usual week, but the, the it happens on occasion where like, yeah, I like that film at ten. Whereas this one's like, that's that's a great film. Yeah. All ten of these I think are great films.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So what's your four?
1: Uh, My four is Raising Arizona.
0: Oh, okay. Go ahead, man. Sorry on your list.
1: You know, the the bounty hunter is the third act, baby.
0: It's true. Very true. Very true.
1: And uh, even tells Nathan Arizona, listen, man, you don't pay me. I'm going to sell this baby. I'm getting paid one way or another. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: I just brutally tries to balk on him. He's like, that's fine. He takes it (laughs) to a level you don't anticipate. He's like, okay, well. There's always a market for babies. Oh, is there? That's that's a weird... I understand, like, art theft. Sure, there's a market out there for that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know what context you got to have for selling babies. But yeah. uh, it's... Uh, I don't know. He's just such a great counter to High, who's this meek ne'er-do-well, yeah. who really just can't get his shit together. And then you... Match him up against someone like Cobb, who's this already imposing presence, and then you almost make him kind of a man with no name esque, talks very little and just has a, a presence and aura about him that is menacing. Yeah, that you just respect from afar. Um, and the fight between the two of them, like when he grabs him by the foot and he's pulling him, yeah, he's trying to claw at the pavement with like one eye swelling shut, and it it's. The the what I love about that movie is the comedy is simultaneously very broad yeah. and yet in its broadness it's very smart. Yeah, like the choice of that and him grappling at it and holding it is like <laughs> trying to hold on. It's it's a broad joke and yet it fits perfectly. Yeah,
0: it totally works. within
1: the entire theme of the movie and the sensibility that they've created. Yeah, um, it just the confidence from young directors and young actors to pull this off. And there's a reason why almost, you know, the the principles of all of this have yeah. now been mainstays in cinematic lives for shit, 35 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's really impressive, but like this early flash from Nick cage, you can see the various range that he can do. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: He's so good. And, in-
1: Yeah, and I think it's a movie that's grown with time with me.
0: Oh, yeah, certainly. Oh, man. Just from the opening. Well, okay, fair enough for you. But for me, it's always been like one of my favorites. Um, Just from the opening. I mean, the narration he does is so great. And then right into the song. And then at the end, you know, when he's doing what he's doing at the end there, when he's uh, saying he's sorry before what happens to the bounty hunter happens to the bounty hunter. And then the great, sweet... um, voiceover at the end which i think yeah. is fantastic when he's talking about all this stuff so yeah yeah, absolutely i love it it's such a and it's holly hunter and it's one of the best roles holly hunter's ever played too i mean she's fantastic in the movie you know they got more they can handle and the, yeah. i know but things have changed the whole thing that she's doing is just so good walking that line between caricature and reality you know and so, yeah. so perfect and but yeah go ahead sorry
1: well you look at what else she's putting out around that time? Yeah.
0: Like broadcast news. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good.
1: Like these very serious and there's some some humor in there, but it's the yeah. sly, like witty, surgical kind of like boom, rifling in a shot here or there. Yeah, yeah. And the choice, just the broad choice that doesn't right. feel like it's pandering.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, is difficult to do. And yeah, I saw uh, my it's one of the few movies I can remember my dad taking his tooth that my mom wasn't there for mm. and i was a kid right like a, i don't know seven eight years old yeah. like this is not a kid's movie it wasn't bad i enjoyed it but i didn't love it yeah and then uh bought a cohen dvd set from costco years ago yeah and that's when i reappreciated like that first time i saw blood sample was from that um
0: but anyway yeah um all right, so the my number four is Django Unchained. Okay, which was uh, have you? Where was that on your list? Was, was it not on your list? No, it's on my list. It's uh, number six. Number six. So the, the the pun from earlier. So yeah, um, I love this movie. I, this one, it's funny you just said it grows. This one has grown with me over time. Like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. Tarantino. You know, other than him being in the movie, this is good yeah. stuff and uh, a great, uh, a brutal exploration. Um, of what it might be like if you know a slave became a bounty hunter and was enacting this stuff in a white controlled area and i thought it was badass right when i first saw it but also stuff with slavery is really tough stuff tough for me to watch on film because it really does affect me emotionally as i watch this stuff so i can't like really get into it again sorry i can't rewatch it multiple times but this one i've kind of made myself rewatch because there's such great dialogue here and the scenes there's enough humor in the scenes to kind of balance out the real brutal the real brutality that's here about how uh, in the slavery aspects of it all how they treat broom and put her in the hole and all of that like it's just some of that can be real stark imagery uh, that affects me deeply to watch but this film because of all the other stuff around it has kind of come back into my rotation and the stuff with sam jackson and and jamie fox is great the stuff with sam jackson and dicaprio is fantastic and then at the end this there's there's so many messages that are being sent you know this idea of being so brainwashed by being in service to his white master that he, just, he doesn't need to realize the things that he's doing you know when it comes back to the stuff that Malcolm X used to talk about, the field versus the slave, you know, and what, what that, how that happens. And so, I'm oh, sorry, the field versus the house. Uh, sorry about that. Field versus the house Negro and how that all goes about. So a lot of that uh, uh, coursing through this, you know, and so it's a much deeper film than I had initially gave it credit for. And so I love watching it now. And Christoph Waltz is so damn good in this movie with, and the chemistry with him and Jamie is so good too.
1: And I mean- yeah. When Django shows up and we get introduced to DiCaprio and whatnot, and they're riding back to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they stop and they see that uh one person that tried to escape, the slave that tried to get away. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, the callousness from Jamie Foxx knowing you can see it within his performance. I realize what I'm about to do is wrong, which is yeah. siding with DiCaprio, but I'm here for my wife. Yeah. So just going coldly, like I I'm with you. This guy is in the wrong yeah. somehow. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just the performances over and over and over yeah. again within that. I agree with you. I when I saw it, I thought it was good. And now watching it again, it grows a little bit more each time. Yeah. Because you just see a little bit more of the subtleties of the performances, and then you find out you know, behind the scenes stuff of what the actors pushed themselves to do, because this could not have been an easy headspace to get in for numerous people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a good one.
0: Yeah. All right. What's your three?
1: Uh, my number three is, uh, the pump from earlier, which is three amigos. If it's technically going to count.
0: Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. You could send that. Go ahead, please.
1: Uh, look, it's an all-time comedy classic. (laughs) It's got a million quotable lines in it. sure, sure. sure. Oh, Oh, it's, it's, it's so (laughs) stupid and yet it is utterly fantastic. It still holds up for me to this day. I would happily throw it on right now. Um... (laughs) You want to invite the haters to a three Migos watch along? Maybe, <laughs> maybe turn some frowns upside down here. Except
0: I don't like it. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so so you're saying so, yeah. Yeah. Uh oh God. It, I mean, it is a it's a fine line that I'm treading with this one. Mm-hmm. Because they are actors and they think that they're just accepting basically like a live theater job. Yeah. And they show up in the town, thinks that they're hiring them as busy for a bounty to take out El Guapo. Yeah. And then they do that stupid, you know, Hollywood-esque. We ride around and fire our blank guns up into the air while, you know, hooping and hollering. Yeah. And uh, El Guapo's guys are befuddled, so they run away. And I just love this sense, the congratulatory sense of themselves of, like, great show today, you guys. Great show. they loved it we killed it dude you were amazing i i love that Uh, mock show show. yeah well i I am not uh, an actor i do like movies about just the pompousness of actors yeah of course pretty fantastic of course um and then when they get confronted with the actual you know violence that could befall them and not watching them crumble and then have to pick themselves up and uh, yeah. face this head on. You know, are we just going to be these meek individuals, or are we got to do something. Yeah. uh just uh, come on. Yeah. Martin Short and Steve Martin plus Chevy Chase, dude. Three three greats at the top of their games.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So good.
0: So good. I agree. No, I don't agree. I don't like that movie, but I respect your feeling about that. Respect people do love that movie, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's like that, it's clue. It's like clue. I just don't get why people love that movie so much, but I also don't disrespect them loving that movie. So yeah, um, yeah. So, my number three is The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, and you know, as I said, because I mean, the whole film is about them tricking people, and that he's a bounty hunter, bount, uh, bounty hunting Eli Wallach. So, if you don't have this relationship at the beginning of the movie, which is set up, I think, for the first 20 minutes of the film you don't get the rest of the stuff uh, um, that it all leads to. And yeah, we go through the civil war and we go through the union and we end up in that graveyard. And we see, of course, Lee Van Cleve having his thing because he's going after that money. Um, but it's all predicated on the fact that they have this relationship of being fake bounty hunters and bounty. Uh, well, actually, he's a real bounty because he's a real criminal. So he's a legitimate bounty, but they fake getting him captured so they can, he can keep um. Uh, you know, shooting the, uh, the hanging rope so they can get away. So that is such an impetus to all of this, that that's why I consider it a bounty hunter film. And because it's such a great film, I put it at the top you know, of, the, of the list me, or near the top of the list for me.
1: I mean, if I viewed it the same way, you're not wrong on the yeah. being at the top of the list. I, I I, I can't disagree
0: with anything you just said. Mm. But and, when you think about the movie, you don't think about the bounty hunter. That's what you're saying.
1: I still don't think it's. But at the same time, like I, I, I've got no country, and he's yeah, less he's not never called a bounty hunter, and they never say we have a bounty on this individual and whatnot. So I'm willing to split hairs there. <laughs> but I think ultimately, I mean, he his motivation is to fulfill the contract, aka the bounty. Yeah. Whereas in this one. It's a lot more complex than that,
0: yeah,
1: um, but the treasure is the primary motivation that gets them to that that final scene uh keeps pushing them. It's what they you know it's driving them to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know I'm just one asshole with an opinion, so
0: <laughs> that should be you wanna get t shirts made up? I love this idea. <laughs> just uh pictures of of uh yeah solo shirts of you and solo shirts of me saying the same thing just an asshole with an opinion the top 10 listen to the top 10 um all right what's your two man
1: uh my two is john wick three is he a bounty hunter Everybody turns into a bounty hunter because oh, that great point that 14 or 15 or whatever it is million dollar bounty yeah, turns on him, and yeah. then the whole movie is him running from people just trying to get that money, right?
0: Good point by okay. killing him. Fair enough. Okay.
1: Uh, so once you know, shit turns on him, yeah, which is basically in the middle of surgery, yeah, or he's getting. fixed up so to speak from that moment on it's like game on yeah i'm getting attacked on all sides by numerous bounty hunters um which boy i hope you know they're doing what post on four and they've already announced five yeah i don't know how you top three
0: I mean, 2 was not that good, so... two's not good. 3 was a great comeback, and now, yeah, you wonder about 4 and 5, but hey, they're doing two fucking Mission Impossible movies back-to-back, and they seem to find a way to up the ante each time since the second one. So, maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm I'm holding out hope. That fight scene with the knives...
0: Oh, my God. That was was great.
1: So good. Yeah. And it was, I think the most believable of the unbelievable scenes like that, because some of the knives hit like the, the butt of the handle hits them. Yeah. Cause not every knife throw is going to be fucking perfect. Yeah. And just like you're flinging them, but you're trying to, to inflict, uh, you know, uh, damage on the other individual. Right. And it's right. just like, well, you know, something's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, exactly. yeah, I think that you could have trimmed a little bit of the fat, from John Wick 3.
0: To, uh, you know, look, I know everybody loved the sh- the two Raid guys showing up uh, to have the battle with John, but it made no sense nah. that John Wick was going to defeat those guys. It was like watching Danny Glover and Mel Gibson take on Jet Lee. It made no sense at all in Lethal Weapon 4. So it to me, I'm just like, uh, eh, I think you could have cut that whole fight. Although it was great to see the Raid guys there, I think you could have cut the whole fight. And clearly they're coming back in 4 because it seemed like at the end of the fight, they're all like, I'll see you again soon down the road.
1: Well, yeah, he took out all the other underlings
0: from... Yeah, he killed all of them except for those two. Right. Yeah,
1: except for those two. Just like, okay, well, he's now even more out on his own because he's been excommunicated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that they the the faux Latin excommunicado. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have this, this weird, yeah, you know, Illuminati-like structure. To their yes. old uh, organization, but that's also the fun part of it. It's a oh, totally yeah, a twist yeah, on yeah. a genre. Uh, it's good, but yeah, I th- figure they're going to be part of the the bigger heavies yeah. that he's got to take on in the next one.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, it just it it got a tad bloated, right? In three, but that's also you know, did did my Sunday need the third cherry? <laughs> for me, no. For others, yes. Yes. Yeah. It was still good. I still ate it. Yeah. Yeah. I still ate it, still enjoyed it, and still wanted another one after that. Yeah. Uh, but I could have maybe used a little less on the toppings. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's all, but uh, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> that's why the Cheesecake Factory has 57 different versions
0: of cheesecake, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So then my number two is uh Blade Runner. I know it's not one of your favorite films, but he is a he is a bounty hunter, he's not a policeman, he's not a He's a bounty hunter. Uh, The the replicants are the bounties, and he has to collect those bounties uh, throughout the movie. Um, And even the opening scene is a bounty hunter talking to a replicant, and then of course the replicant kills him, which is what in in, uh, motivates them to go after Deckard to bring him in to go after the replicants. And so, and he does go after you know uh, Leon and goes after Joanna Cassidy's character, and then eventually. Roy goes after him instead of him going after Roy. Um, and so it's a very complex film about what he does as a bounty hunter and how that affects his life, especially when he starts to fall in love with uh, Sean Young's character, Rachel, and what that all leads to. So mm. to me, this all really functions well as a bounty hunter movie um, with a lot of levels and a lot of complexity. And it's still a joy to watch that movie. I know it's not one of your favorites, but um, if you can have three amigos, I can have Blade
1: oh, Yeah. 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 And, uh, completely qualifies and (laughs) the majority of people listening agree with you.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't dislike the movie. I just don't understand why so many people hold it in such high regard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, but let me tell you more about why three amigos is amazing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just an asshole with an opinion. That's
1: (laughs) all. Yeah. You know, look, look, uh, you can't have steak every night. you know. I mean, right? You got to mix it up. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you got to have, you know, hamburgers. Right. It's just as good, just different version. Um. Yeah, you know, uh, briefly thought about 2049, but it's like, nah, he's a cop.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I was on the fence on that one, but no, he's a cop because he's under uh, Robin Wright's uh, control. I think it's more nebulous- and it, it's more obvious this cop there and it's more nebulous in Blade Runner because M.M. at Walsh essentially feels like he's running a, a bounty hunter uh, company because of um, also um, Edward James almost's character, right? Mm. He's uh, essentially a bounty hunter as well. So, yeah, agreed. Um, all right, so what's your one, man?
1: My one is Midnight Run.
0: All right, okay, go ahead,
1: go ahead. Look, he's. this is a... Bounty. This is the most bounty hunter of all the bounty hunter films.
0: <laughs> okay, just to
1: set it up. Hey, we got to do this, and then it's just a buddy picture between the bounty hunter and his bounty, and you're right. dealing with just the two of them, and practically every single stinking scene. It's true as they traipse across the entire country. And sure. I figured, a, I'm a big fan of Midnight Run, and but B, given that they're both, the two of them are in. Almost every single shot. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to elevate that higher on my list. And then I was just like, I'll just put it at number one because why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, But the, it's like an early glimpse of De Niro doing comedy. Yeah. I don't really remember anything before this where I can think of point two. Yeah. Oh, that's him in a comedic film. Uh. And it shows glimpses of some of the stuff i we'll would be able to pull off later and like analyze this and meet the parents existing in this comedic world while still maintaining the essence of the character. Um, so in this, he's still a tough guy. Yeah. But he's got, you know, he he has a nice interplay with uh, Charles Grodin as they're trying to scam their way oh, yeah. into like That's the right. cash in the uh, bar and whatnot. So he's not always this big hard ass, but there are other times where he's just basically dragging Groden by the ear, And there's good comedic effect in that. As Groden is more like the child in this uh, instance. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the role reversals where ah, I'm kind of siding with Charles in this moment mm-hmm. and you're being kind of an asshole uh, just the back and forth, but the rapport between the two actors, yeah, a good um, it's really great. I wish they had done more projects together because they, they seem to have at least on screen, a tremendous amount of respect for each other, yeah. And maybe it's those types of environments where De Niro is willing to to do more of the comedy because, yeah, when he matches up thereafter, it's usually you know with high caliber talent, Billy Crystal, yeah. Ben Stiller type of things where he knows he's kind of in safe hands. And then now he'll just do almost anything as long as there's a paycheck,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that's. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Which, was, which is really surprising. Him and Pacino, who were considered, you know, the consummate actors, the actors everybody wanted to be, coming out of the '70s into the '80s, to see them now, just like, well, whatever. And it's not they don't do good films. I mean, Irishman, in my opinion, was damn good. But you see them popping up in the weirdest places, like War with Grandpa and all this kind of stuff, and you're just, like, hey, what's the motivation?
1: Is that what it is? War with Grandpa is not bad. Is Bad Grandpa the Johnny Knoxville?
0: No, no. There was, I think, there was two of them. I think Bad Grandpa. Really? Yeah, there was two Grandpa movies with De Niro. Let me see here. Grandpa, actually, I should probably just go to Robert De Niro's uh, filmography. because There is absolutely a bunch of Grandpa movies, or at least a a couple. Where is it? Where is it? Yeah, War with Grandpa was in 2020. Dirty Grandpa is in 2016. That's That's the one, I think, with uh, Zach Efron. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, bad grandpa. Then is the Johnny Knoxville.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, I mean, he's done the Joker, and so he's balancing things out, you know. But still, um, yeah, I didn't see Wizard of Lies, so I don't know how good he was in that.
1: I um, did. That seems m- more of a Pacino type of thing because Pacino does a bunch of those.
0: Oh well, no, I'm saying the HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. With he did uh, the
1: Paterno, and Spectre he did Cavorkian Inspector, and, Spectre yeah. and uh, which I've only seen the Cavorkian of those. It's a pyramid scheme. Hoo-ha. Come on. <laughs> well, that's De Niro's in the big is in the Ponzi Bernie Madoff Ponzi well, scheme. A, it's a Ponzi scheme. Let's
0: go. Pacino is.
1: It is a Ponzi scheme.
0: <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, but it's a good film. I mean, I run obviously and we did it on the Cinephiles if anybody wants to go back and and listen to that episode on the Cinephiles Matt was our guest and we talked about that film. From top to bottom, so it was a lot of fun. Um, My number one is Unforgiven because the whole film is about them going to collect the bounty for um,
1: Man, hurting. The I girls. can't believe, yeah, I can't believe I didn't think of that. All the westerns that I have, I didn't think of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so now
1: well, amending uh, my list again. So <laughs> Thor, <laughs> Thor is on there. There's one.
0: Right, yeah, right. I mean it is all it's i mean it's just it's to me it's between that and the searchers is the greatest western ever made in my opinion Mm -hmm. magnificent seven every once in a while bubbles up and challenges but then they push it right back down to number two or three but like for me those are the two top westerns ever made and unforgiven depending on the day is number one for me and i love that whole i mean i watched an hour of it the other day just sitting around enjoying it and enjoying the situation that's going on here with uh with Clint Eastwood and what he's navigating and the changes that are going on with him and it all you know being the young man who was full of piss and vinegar and the old dude now who has kind of found love and put down all his anger and uh, doesn't want to revert to it and all this shit needs to happen from to finally revert to the anger and act on it you know and it is brutal when the switch happens but the whole thing is led by the kid, was it the Missouri kid or something like that? He's the kid that comes in and asks him to join him. And then, of course, he brings uh, Ned along. But they're all about collecting the bounty that these uh, uh, um, uh, prostitutes, I guess, for lack of a better term, have put up because of these cowboys who have cut up one of the girls. And so that whole is the whole motivation of the movie. So everything that happens yeah, is connected to them trying to collect the bounty on this uh, situation because they all need the money, you know.
1: All right, well, I didn't mess around. It's number one.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, uh done and done. Number one.
0: Yeah, Hello. it's
1: it's unforgiven. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's, it's it is. Yeah. When William Money, I can't believe of all of I had so many what I had slow west on the side. Oh, yeah. Slow West so
0: was that was a consideration for me as well. I love slowest.
1: Yeah. West. Technically, I was like, maybe I can make a case for three ten to Yuma.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Right, because they're, yeah, because of... Uh, yeah, because
1: yeah. the, the, yeah, yeah. they want to, basically, Christian Bale negotiates a contract to help bring him in. Yeah. Because he needs the money to save his family farm. Right. right. And I was like, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a necessarily a bounty out. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Negotiated a bounty for it. And I was like, oh, well, I got plenty of other Westerns that I don't have to kind of hem and haw on this. Yeah. <laughs> And a couple others. It was like, oh, I can make a case here or there. Didn't even think of unforgiven, even wow. though that's the whole catalyst. Yeah. Bring him out of retirement. Yeah. Is a sex worker got cut up and now he's here for the money. Right. And to exact the revenge that money uh entails.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. James Petty says, I remember watching Midnight Row with my dad, and he really enjoyed it. So a nostalgic film for me, a great combination of comedy. And thriller, um, Charles wants to know if we want to continue, if we want to send in more brackets for Full Metal Bracket. Should we continue sending submissions to the topic Thunder email? Uh, yeah, I think so, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We have uh, a, a backlog of those. Yes, uh, right now we have quite a few. I would imagine next week would probably be the first. Yes, uh, uh, a Full Metal Bracket. Yeah. Even though it's written on the screen right now, I was trying to conjure the name in my head. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we'll be uh, starting. So we're going to be peppering those in with the topic thunders. We just now have. uh, I I don't even know how many. There's quite a few people have been sending in. Yeah. uh, Since we put the call out, so thankfully, Charles, we definitely know that you have. I know there's at least one from. Yeah, I uh, think Charles one in there. There might be more than one from Charles. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it seems like the people that really enjoy it end up doing like one, two, maybe three over the course of however much time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, please do.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. Well, there you go. There's our separate lists for the top 10 Bounty Hunter movies. So we're going to put it together. I, again, I don't have the bongos. There was a bunch of moving around going on. So I will uh, try to find them. You know, after when I had to redo the office so I could sleep in here for two weeks. I put stuff away, and I'm not sure where I put some of the stuff. So, I will have to find it before the next show for sure. Um, all right, let's uh, let's put it together here, Matt. What do we got?
1: Well, Unforgiven is one. Yes. Uh, where did you have Midnight Run? Six. And then, I think Jango? that might be our highest commonality. Okay.
0: All right. Okay. Because Django is. What six on yours, right?
1: Now it's uh seven because i am forgiven oh, okay. going to the top and uh true grip, got bumped off. That's a shame. That's a Thor Ragnarok is on my list, so is raising Arizona. I've got that at five.
0: Okay, that's a five ten.
1: Yeah, that's a five ten. Django's a seven six.
0: Mine is four, Django okay, four,
1: four, seven. Uh, We could do Django in three. I mean, it's 4-7. I think that's our highest yeah. commonality.
0: So put it to three?
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, So then I guess technically it'd either be Thor Ragnarok, Raising Arizona, or we move to our personal list.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, Blade Runner is my number two, so I'd like to put that there, and then we can move to commonality if you like.
1: You just get to get one of yours on there and then go back to commonality, huh? Okay, you want to put one? We can put one of yours on there. I mean, my number three is John Wick three. I think
0: we got uh, got to flip for that because I have good, the bad, and the ugly at three. Well, I already wrote
1: down John Wick three, so I think that uh, (laughs) has been settled. All right, I got the coin.
0: (laughs) You want to explain it to our fans? Uh, Feel free.
1: Yeah, but I've already,
0: you you know,
1: listen, I uh. Love the environment, so to backspace and close that out would take more energy. Fair
0: enough. And okay. You know,
1: we live in a closed system, so there's only so much energy. With entropy, we're just losing energy. We live in a society. Yeah. Uh, good point. All right, here you go. It right. is <sighs> I fucking went to the other side of the room. <laughs> uh <laughs> Two weeks in a row I get screwed. Boom. There we go. Well, officially, apparently, you hate the environment. Oh, what? No. Good. The bad. (laughs) All right. So then we'll do Raising Arizona. Okay. And Thor Ragnarok. Okay. We have two spots left.
0: All right. So I have true grit at my at number five
1: um i have my number four three amigos
0: oh so i guess that goes there
1: yep and then true grit is
0: number 10 perfect all right we made it let's do it the top 10 bounty hunter movies yeah at number 10 true grit at number nine three amigos at number eight thor ragnarok at number seven Raising Arizona. At number six. John Wick 3. At number five. The Good, the
1: Bad, and the Ugly. At number four. Blade Runner. At number
0: three. Django Unchained. At number two. Midnight Run. And our number one Bounty Hunter movie is? Is Unforgiven. Yeah, we all got it coming, kid um all right there we go that's our movies we love it top 10 bounty hunter movies uh do we have anybody else's list to read do we have any shout outs what do we do we have anything we need to No, do that's to all do
1: for next week we got okay. uh boss hog next week plus shout outs for next week so okay uh listen for that thank you to everybody that joined us thank you again. our second live show of the month and if you would yeah. like to participate in that you can go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10 yeah. and uh ten dollars and above you get to join us uh twice a month and watch the live shows with us. We'd love to have you. And uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Top10Show. It's all spelled out. Otherwise, on YouTube and Instagram, it's forward slash the Top 10 podcast with the number 10. So please come join us at any of those.
0: You can NFL. always follow me. Uh, oh, no. Did you want to say, please? No, no. no. Please, nope. please nope. go finish up. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Go. Go. Yeah, you, know, you can always follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, The Outlaw Nation on Twitch, uh, and my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca Says, and my other podcast, The Cinephiles, The Geek Buddies, uh, Hot Mic, and Strong Style for all your professional wrestling needs. Um, anything else? Is that it?
1: Uh, well, you can follow me at Matt Nost and make sure to uh, check out uh, Settle a Score. You can get it anywhere you get uh, podcasts, or if you want to watch it, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Matt Nost. So there you go.
0: The time is coming. What, two weeks away from uh, two, or three weeks away from me and uh, Dorina, I think so.
1: Uh, yeah, it'll. Oh uh, so long as schedules hold, it'll it'll be coming out in three weeks. Oh my! Oh my! Recording in been... uh, two weeks.
0: I'm gonna start studying.
1: Need now. to put that list together. Oh
0: shit! All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us here on the Top Ten. Don't forget we've got Topic Thunder coming up a little bit later in the week. So make sure you listen to that as well. And uh, we appreciate it, Madly. You guys are the best. We'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the top 10 show. Peace.